Welcome to Remember, a podcast with Sophia. Why don't you go ahead and relax your body? Is your root tight? Is your belly tense? Your jaw, your shoulders, <laughs> all these spaces we just hold tension. Why not invite them to relax and release? Let's drop into the space. Inhale slowly, deeply down into your root, all the way till your body's full. Hold. Gently hold without any tension, if possible. And let it go. Again, breathe it back in. Open up your body. Fill yourself up. Expand and hold your breath gently at the top. Let it go. Ah, one more. Let's bring that fresh, sweet air into our body, into the spaces that don't normally receive our awareness and hold the breath when the body is full. And when you're ready, let it go. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome to episode three. One, two, three, four. So there's a lot moving through me today. And the energy is pretty fierce. So we're just going to see what comes through. I'm just going to allow it. And I'm generating the space to, to meet that, to meet whatever wants to be met and seen and heard and choosing to believe that the right people are tuning in to receive the frequencies that are desiring to be heard and witnessed and felt and seen because I'm experiencing an activation. If you listen to my last podcast about what I'm moving through, it was cryptic, but <laughs> I mean, a lot of you can read between the lines. I, it's just continuing to build and expand and it feels like the full spectrum of the divine feminine is flowing through my body, unhinged, full spectrum essence, loud, just not hiding, not playing into people's bullshit, just like here, clear, aware in all of it, all of it. And of course, all the things come up along that with like, you can't be that. This is too much. This is too loud. This is too annoying. This is too this. This is too that. Fuck all of that bullshit. Can I hold myself enough and let myself be what wants to express and to move through? Because this energy feels ancient. It feels like it's been misunderstood for centuries, for lifetimes. It feels like it's been labeled, judged, and I'm going to go there, burned at the fucking stake for women who are in tune with the cycles, in tune with their knowing, with the plants, with the trees, with the whispers of mama earth. 
Whoo! A woman unleashed and awakened is quite a force to be reckoned with and feared. I am seen. Two weeks ago, I was awake for sure. But this is a whole new level as I bring back all parts of me that have been hiding, that have been pretending, that have been coddling, that have been playing into the frequencies of this person needs me to show up in this way. No more. No more. I did not incarnate on this planet to live in fear. I did not incarnate on this planet to play small. I did not incarnate on this fucking planet to show up in a way that makes me feel that I am acceptable to you and your standards in the box that you place your perceptions in. I forgive myself for all of the ways I shoved down my energy, my light, my awareness, my knowing to show up how I thought someone else wanted me to show up so I could play the guise as I am acceptable. I am liked. I am safe here. No more. I see myself. I allow myself. No longer am I seeking externally for that permission slip because it arises from the depths of my soul. I give myself permission. This energy is here and she is unleashed and she is wild. Wild. I get to be the one that holds her and brings her through, no longer in fear. How, what is this person gonna think? What is that person gonna think? No, life is too fucking short to dim the expression that desires to come through. Life is too short to play these fucking roles, to try to fit into a molded like image of what is acceptable and how someone should be in society. I have listened to projections from my external for way too long and I am grateful for every single one of them because it makes this rise into remembrance so much sweeter because I can recall all the ways I took someone else's fear-based projections of my power on as my truth. I dim my light, I change my appearance, I change my attitude, my tone, how I showed up, my personality to fit into the projection that someone else was placing upon me. And I forgive myself. Oh, I so deeply forgive myself because baby girl, and I'm talking to myself here, baby girl, we had to do that. We had to go through all of the um, projections and, and, and making them our truth. We had to go through the depths of what it feels like to mold ourselves into something we are not so we can experience this full spectrum energy that's coming through now. We had to go through, through this so we could be the embodiment of what's possible as we light the way for others just by showing up and being ourselves. We had to go through this. It could have never been anything but this. Could have never been anything but exactly this, a lifetime of trying to receive external validation, of training myself since birth to feel the wants and needs of my environment so I could tend to them, so I could feel okay, so I could feel wanted, so I could feel loved, so I could feel accepted. <laughs> I was still doing this up to two weeks ago. I still see the ways I'm doing it now and I bring back all parts. And I love the ones that are slowly transitioning out of those relationship dynamics, those agreement realities, where I coddle you 
and you share with me how fucking beneficial I am to your life. Oh, yeah, what do you need? Oh, you need this? I got you. Oh, what, what this, this? Oh, it, uh, how can I tend to you? How can I show up for you in a way that you're going to reflect back to me that I'm wanted and needed and desired and that I matter to your life? <laughs> no more. No more. I no longer wear the hats that aren't the most authentic expressions of my soul. I no longer say yes to these parts that I've been playing that are draining me under the subtle guise of empowerment and a radical, beautiful existence. It's so easy to be sneaky. I prided myself on being the one that no one could see. Week after week, I have so many people that I meet up here from all over the world. Some that seem very in tune and none could see me and I prided myself in that. None. Oh, I really see this in you and you're really this and oh my God, I really see this about your life and this and this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Inside I'm like, nope, 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 nope. But I can see you. I can see all the layers in you and I can see where you're speaking from right now and I can see the ways that you're projecting on me and I can see the ways that you're not actually asking me out of genuine curiosity. You're asking me these questions to compare them to your own life. So you can justify where you're at compared to where I'm at in the timeline and my age and like, oh, it's rare that I find an authentic conversation. And that's okay because I can be the embodiment and the expression of authenticity. Because up until, until two weeks ago, I was hiding from my own self and showing up in all these ways and all these expressions that weren't 100% authentic to my soul's fullest alignment, deepest, most authentic alignment. I posted not too long ago, how do you know? How does one know that which is most in flow? How does one know? It's so easy to be sneaky. It's so easy to pretend that this isn't good enough. It's so easy to, to pretend because guess what? To follow that undercurrent would mean leaving something that's pretty fucking great. That's pretty insanely epic. And that goes back into what we've been talking about before. That's scary. It's scary enough to leave something that your soul is screaming at you is not in alignment, let alone a whisper when you've built empires. <laughs> it's like, why? I built empires. Like, th this life is epic. Like, yeah. This isn't about how epic your creation is. It's about that which has been built in subtle realms of fear cannot sustain. It can, but it's like putting a butterfly in a cage. What happens then? What is to become of that butterfly? Doesn't matter how beautiful and exquisite that cage is. Everyone's like, wow, I'm so jealous of your cage. You can build your own. Just make sure it's an authentic cage that has open doorways and windows. How do you do that? Listen to the depths of your soul. <laughs> There's been one person, she's probably the one person who doesn't listen to my podcast, that knew my truth this entire journey since we met. I've hid from her like I've hid from myself. I've gotten mad at her, angry at her. How the fuck could you tell me that this is not authentic? It is authentic. 
just always subtly like begging her silently to tell me that I was okay, that my choices were okay until I owned them myself because guess what? I had to do this dance. I had to do the dance of hide and go seek so I could be so fucking like ecstatic in being now found that there's no way I could ever go back to sleep. There's no way. There's absolutely no way I could ever go back to sleep again. <laughs> it's funny how you can live in existence on the, on the outside appears the most awake existence, but still be so fully asleep. You're kind of on auto autopilot. But hey, you reached it, right? You reached some fucking epic space of existence because everyone looks at you like, wow, how can I be that? I've become what I dreamt of when I would see these epic space holders in ceremony flowing through the room, so intuitive, they could read everything that's being presented. I have become that. I've literally become beyond what I desired for myself, what I looked up to in others. <laughs> I've been telling the universe this whole time by my jealousies. Oh my God, they're so this. I wonder if I'll be that. They're so this. I wonder if I'll be that. And I just kept walking forward and here I am. Suddenly I look around and I'm living it. I'm beyond living it. I can't believe the positions that I'm holding right now. The spaces that I'm weaving. <sighs> the level of depth that I see. I'm like, wow, this is what I always used to, to dream of and look up to. And wow, I'm here. And I, now I'm seeing how I've been hiding. Oh, wow. How beautiful to come home in such a way that there's no more questioning where home is. That there's no more wondering, do I turn right or left? There's no more asking, is this a yes or no? <laughs> because the knowing that has come online is beyond that. It's like, how do you ask yes or no to something that is like written in your soul? It's like, I used this analogy earlier. Like, do you have to tune in and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a yes to my arm. I'm a full fuck yes to my arm. Or is it like, this is my arm. Like, I don't even have to think about it. Like, of course I'm using this arm. This is my arm. That's what this knowing is like. So now I hold myself as everything continues to strip away, poke away, poco, castles crumbling down. As I look at the face of existence with a wide open surrendrance, saying, take me, every part of me, any spaces that I thought I was creating because my fulfillments don't even come close to what unfolds when I surrender that grasping, that desire, the trying to make happen. It's a fulfillment beyond what my mind has ever known, anything that I've ever created. And I've created some epic shit. I've created some things that most will never create, never even come close to creating one of the things in their lifetime. And that's not a judgment on you. It's just the what so. <laughs> but what the sense of fulfillment that comes in when I surrender I've, I did that. I did it for four months. When I left a previous relationship, burned it down, burnt down the house, our life, the community. And I lived out of my vehicle. And I quickly realized I was going to live in national parks. I forget if I said this in a past podcast. If I did, here we go again. Memory lane. 
every day I would ask the universe, which I'm now coining God, where do you want me to go? And it would guide me to spaces my mind would have never fucking taken me. The most beautiful, every moment was an was a, a instantaneous miracle. I'd be walking, I would think bear, there'd be a bear. A mom with her baby, not an ounce of fear in me. And I just got to watch. I'd think beauty and I'd be surrounded by dragonflies and little baby hatching frogs hopping up over my feet. I'd think protection and crows would come spinning around my field in an instant, crows always there guiding me. I would think food and out of nowhere there'd be someone on the trail like, hey, come over here, we have food for you. When driving down the road, I'd be told, turn left, turn right. Not told as a voice, but an inner knowing. Okay, I guess we're going right. My mind, I would constantly be cradling my mind every day. The mind that's like, I'm tired, and it's cold, and I don't know where we're going to sleep tonight, and I don't want to meet any more people. I'm like, honey, come on, baby. Put your legs around me. I love you. I got you. We're going to turn right here. Pull up to some freaking old lady's garage sale. She starts bawling to me about her husband that just died and is like, this is the medicine I've been calling in. I thank God for you. I've needed you. Can you please stay with me? <laughs> like moments that I would have never stumbled upon in a million years. Why? Because my mind would have never let any of that shit unha unfold. My mind would have been like, I'm going home to my box, laying on my couch because I am tired. It takes surrendering to something greater. It keeps, it takes being the beloved to my own inner voices or the parent. Oh, honey, I know you want to eat 50 cookies right now in one sitting, but we're going to feel like shit. I don't care. I literally did that fucking like two days ago and I've become so sensitive in my body. I pay for everything that I do that's not in alignment. And my whole face is breaking out. I feel like shit. And it's like, okay, how many more times do you want to do it? I'll let you. I'll, I'll choose that every time, you know. But when am I going to just hold myself through it? And again, yeah, I believe it's what we believe. So deep down, I believe it's going to happen. And so it does. But if I believe something else, and it wouldn't. I know, I know, I know. But this is where I'm at on my journey. No one's perfect. And what does perfect even mean? That's a bullshit word. There's no such thing. <sighs> perfect <laughs> okay okay so i'm experiencing a new level of freedom within this a the the the, enter, the the name crude keeps wanting to come up i need to research that and google what that word actually means it's like this energy is crude oh so crude might be offensive to people but this is my podcast, and if you're choosing to literally hit play on my transmissions, like, okay, here we go. Just know that you can hit stop at any point. You're, you're choosing yes every second. I'm not forcing you to fucking listen to my transmissions. But there is a level of freedom in this to stop giving a fuck. You know, if these are lower levels of me coming through, then let them. I hear voices of past-based people that I looked up to telling me this is pure ego coming through me and let it. Let those voices play out in the background as I continue to let this expression come through. 
oh, it's like a breath of fresh air on the top of a mountain. It's like a drink of crystal clear water after a three days hike through the desert. It's quenching me like I didn't know was possible to be quenched. Is this what's possible to commune with every single moment of existence from this ecstatic, all-consuming, total place? To where there's no more separation of bullshit of what is this person thinking? Oh my God, can I say this? And what about this? And da 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 That is absolute hell. What should I be doing? Should I do this now? Is this right for me? Is this da 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 All of it gone. As I surrender deeper and deeper into the now, into the arms of my own being. And now I see more clearly. I see it all clearly. And I see ways that I don't give a shit to tell anyone anything I see. If someone wants to ask me, and even today I had someone ask me a question just a little bit ago, a question that I'm, I said, why are you asking me this? Because her frequency underneath was not authentic. She didn't want to know the answer. She just wanted me to tell her that she was okay. The same way I wanted Runa to tell me I was okay. <gasps> I'm like, ask your soul. Ask your soul. You need me to tell you you're okay? You're okay. You can lay on the dirt all day and you're okay. You can fucking eat yourself into a coma and you're okay. It's all okay. But what parts of you are dying because they're not being listened to? I'm talking to myself here. I was sure letting parts of me die. Just go to sleep. You know, if I ignore you long enough, you have to go to sleep, right? Come on, this, this is good enough. Look at us. This is good enough. No, honey. This blip will be over before you know it. And there's no such thing as good enough. Because this frequency that's aligned with is like, oh my God, it could have never been anything but this. Just a whole morass until I surrendered back into what has always been. This all-consuming knowing and, and energy of being just so fully, completely held and witnessed in my full spectrumness. No judgment, pure acceptance, beckoning it all through. What freedom if we allow ourselves to be that. I remember when I couldn't even leave my house without makeup on. <laughs> Let me paint my face a little more. Let me cover this zit. Maybe then I'll be acceptable. Maybe then the world will like me. I have to look pretty. Programmed pretty. We've been programmed to look at someone with a certain complexion and think they're pretty. Some of the quote-unquote prettiest beings that I see, I'm like, my instant programming reaction is, oh, they're pretty. They have Botox. Their hair is perfectly done. Just like, oh my gosh, let me see your rawness. And then that's like, beyond the programming of pretty, like, you know, we've been programmed. You look at a picture and it's like, it's instantaneous. But when you stop and look, the most authentic beauty is enough to bring me to my knees to see a woman with the wrinkles on her face from expressing for years. The gray, the white flowing through the mane. A guy that's not afraid to show his childlike nature to bring it through and express and play or be seen in tears. Oh, let me see that. Let me see the realness of you that's hiding behind fear in layers of cultivation of how you should show up. 
It's not your fault. Society has programmed us since birth. All genders, all races, there's so much programming in each one. <laughs> what programming were you handed in this lifetime? I was talking to a girl the other day. She's like, you don't understand. There's so much trauma. My mom's miserable. My dad's miserable. They're projecting trauma on me my whole life, telling me how I should be, what I can and can't do. I'm like, honey, we literally all have that. Every single person, we think we're so different and we're not. We've all been projected upon since birth from the programmings of our parents and of society and of school and the fears and the do this and don't do that. All of us, it's, we all have. It's not a unique thing. Just to differentiating degrees. Hey, here's my trauma. What's yours? Oh, sexual abuse. Me too. Oh shit. You were beat for five years. Oh shit. Me seven years. Oh fuck. You're still getting beat. Oh shit. What? Did you have addiction in your family? Yep. Addiction. My brother died. I did addiction. Oh shit. I did addiction too. What are you feeling right now? I'm feeling depressed. You're feeling depressed. I'm feeling depressed. I feel alone. You're feeling alone. Fuck. I feel alone too. Nina down the street. She feels alone too. Oh shit. But my alone's different because there's no one around me and there's people around you. No, my alone's different because I didn't have a dad and you did fucking a it's all the same thing my beautiful maestro michelle said we're all just like it's like trying on different clothes at burning man her in her camp like they put a big pile of clothes and they're like who's gonna try on what tonight and she said we do that with like stories and emotions <laughs> i loved it she's like i'm gonna put on jealousy today and i'm gonna put on resentment and then we like take it off and trade it <laughs> What are you going to be today? What are you going to experience today? And the thing is, in the space I'm in, I'm still feeling all those things. Just in no way, shape, or form is it my identity. <laughs> no way is it my truth. It's a part of me. It's authentic to a layer of me. And I get to hold that sweet, beautiful being and love her back into unity. Because the more I bring more of me back into unity, the more life force energy flows through. The more energy I feel like I could run around this mountain a million times. Obviously, I'm coming at you hot today. Let's all take a deep breath, mainly just for me. Ready? No matter where you're at, sit for a second. I invite you to sit with me. Open up your root. Allow your jaw to drop, your shoulders, your belly. Listen to the sounds of your environment and allow them to bring you deeper into your vessel. Bring your awareness into the body. How do those sounds feel? Follow your breath. In and out. Open your heart. Take a deep breath down into your root. Open up the body. Hold. Think of something that's not you, that's been running as you. Think of it while you hold. And as you exhale, let it the fuck go. We are alchemy in motion, alchemist to the nth degree. We can transmute anything. We can rewrite any story. We can flip the script in any moment. We can come home deeper and deeper, time and time again, if we're just willing to be honest and to feel. 
What does truth feel like in the body? How do we be with our own truth, our own knowing? Mine is radically shifting. And I thank you all for taking the ride with me, watching, because it's just begun. And it's a grand story that's being written here. One that I can't believe I get to witness the writing through me. <laughs> what an epic existence. When one surrenders their fears, their protections, their holding, all the things that instill continuous separation and self-preservation, then what can birth through is beyond. It's the beyond that I've been speaking of this whole time because it's beyond what the mind can even comprehend or predict. And then you get to live in a constant state of awe and amazement and excitement as the beauty continues to blow your mind. <laughs> Instead of like, how can I keep myself safe? What does this person think? Da, 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 we're, that's literally living in hell. Literally. You know how the Bible talks about heaven and hell? No, oh, you be bad. You're going to hell. You're going straight to hell. Fuck yeah, hell is what we're creating right now on earth. Living in separation. Such separation. Oh my God, separation. When I walked through, I like, if I repeat stories over and over, I'm kind of sorry. I was walking through my mom's, I swear I said this last week, her neighborhood in the evening where woods once used to be that I loved, track homes like next to each other. I could hop roof to roof. Every single television on. I'm like, God, you're fucking with me. One of these houses has to have a TV off. Just one of them. Like not every house, every single house that I passed, the family was sitting there watching their television programming. It's in the literal title. Program me up. Let's turn it on. What am I getting programmed with today? Fear, div d divisiveness, divisiveness. Huh. That's a a fun one is that even a word I'm creating it to be one it's like wow anything to instill separation self-preservation so we can be a cog in society to keep corporate America running corporate world running like slave systems enslavement hierarchies all the bullshit that has to come crumbling down it's not sustainable anything created in fear cannot be sustained <laughs> do you think all this was created in love and freedom it's enslavement. <laughs> it's absolute enslavement masquerading as the dream. The dream. <laughs> it really took me like living in another country to see how absolutely insane the United States is. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. And I'm not just saying any other country's better. I'm just talking about where I was born and raised. And when I go back to visit, how clearly I see sad I cry I grieve and then I come back and I'm like it's a game it is what it is I'll just do me be the light keep coming home to myself and maybe inspire someone else so someone can live in their fullest expression unhinged because that is freedom don't you want to like, experience freedom while you're here the land of the free don't you want to actually like taste what that means to be free in your body to not try to fit into some 
freaking model of what an ideal existence looks like. It's a trap. It's an absolute trap. Do you know how many people I work with that on screen look like the happiest person living the most authentic existence in paradise somewhere that p other people look at their social media and think, oh God, I wish I had that. And they're literally like crying themselves to sleep because they're so fucking miserable. We have no idea what someone else is going through. Can we just focus on ourselves? If we notice that we're pointing the finger out, thinking the grass is greener, can we look within and ask what part of us is asking for some watering? What part of our own lawn is saying, hey, these plants are dead and dying. Can we weed them out and put in new ones? Whenever we look at someone else's life longingly, that's a huge sign. Like that, that hologram, that reflection is reflecting back to us to look within. What is asking to be seen? Why am I projecting that their life is this grand thing that I'm jealous of? What in my own garden is asking tending? And then it's being willing to hear the truth. <sighs> That's a whole thing in itself. It's scary to hear the truth sometimes. It's scary because we know the truth and that's why we're hiding it from ourselves because we don't want to face it. Because <laughs> then it would mean moving through some scary feelings. It would mean going into the scary unknown. Most of us don't want to do that. Who wants to do that? Who's like, yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> Not me, that's for sure. And you know what? I still get what I said in the last podcast. People saying I'm lucky. Literally last night, someone messaged me on Facebook and asked where I lived. And I said, Costa Rica. She said she was jealous. I'm just like, honey, <laughs> do you not remember that you can create anything that your heart desires? anything at all you just have to be willing to walk through the fire you have to be willing to burn it all to the ground anything that is um, a direct repulsion to that life anchoring in i'm sure you have a whole list of evidence why you can't do it do you think that i didn't do you think that i just magically levitated myself to this life in the uh, the the previous life just like magically disintegrated or realigned without any sensation in my body of complete and utter decimation and heartbreak and guilt and grief? No, let's be real now. Anytime you see someone living a life that you're, you're jealous of, that's an opportunity to pause and to see where your life is asking for a change and then be willing to walk through the fire. I have burnt down so many lives. I know I've said this, but I'm going to go into it again. To get to where I am now, so many versions of me had to be shed like the serpent, skin after skin after skin. Like the lobster that wedges himself between two rocks to pull himself out of his tail and then he's vulnerable as fuck until he grows another shell. Literally, you have to be the lobster, and most people are too afraid to be the lobster, so instead of making the necessary changes their life is asking for, they're just pointing the finger at someone else and calling them lucky. They're lucky that they broke their own fucking heart and burnt down their relationship that they promised forever. They're so lucky. Yeah, I'm lucky to, like, mourn. Like, when I burnt down my first life from living in Ohio, it took me years. 
of grief. Like I would flow in and out of it deep, all consuming guilt and shame and grief. I couldn't believe it. I left everything I knew to follow the calling of my soul and to go to California where I knew one person and I barely knew that person. I didn't even want to go to California. I love Ohio. I fucking love Ohio. I didn't want to go to California, but my soul was like, come on, boo. I know you don't want to, the smaller you, but the bigger you is beckoning you forth out of this life and expanding into another. And it took me burning down so many of those to get here to get to this version of you that's coming in so fierce because again, here's a lifetime that on the outside, everyone projects. This is pretty epic. Like I've created something insanely epic. I'm literally blown away at the spaces that I hold here about uh, at what I manage, about what I'm, how I show up. This life is insane. It's what I used to dream of. And now I'm here doing it and crushing it. And I still see ways that it's inauthentic to the depths of my soul, to the fullest expression of myself. I see ways that, oh, I did it again, just in a subtler expression of creating a way of showing up that feeds others more than it feeds my own soul. So now I have to burn it down. I know that's dramatic. I can say now I I'm letting it gently crumble because, you know, I'm approaching this whole change thing differently. But man, do I have so many battle scars from along the way and I celebrate them. I look at my body and my body tells the story of all the times I gave my power away and, and allowed my environment to make the decisions for me because I was afraid to speak my truth. I wanted to be accepted and loved and liked. So I generated lives around that lives especially the first one with um I dated this guy for four years and I created a life where he basically ruled me told me what the fuck to do took my money I would give him all my money as soon as I'd get home and he would like yeah I didn't oh he told me not to hang out with my friends and I ditched my friends there was part of me that felt safe in that small contained box like okay I'm pleasing this person I realized like since doing a lot of my own work the past 10 years, inner work, like consistent inner work, I've realized that I trained myself since birth to um, leave my body and, and really chameleon into my environment and know exactly what the wants and needs are of the people around me so then I could um, orchestrate that and feel connected, feel love, feel safe. So I've been deprogramming that poco a poco and here I am, like someone who used to be scared shitless to speak. <laughs> Going from being scared shitless to speak to, to leading retreats, online courses, one-on-one -on -one clients. And I still feel the fears, but they are in no way my identity. No way is that my truth. I hold the one that feels those feelings. And I still have the reminders of never going back to that. I'm going to share a story. It's the biggest embarrassment of my life. The first is singing. I've, I love singing so much. I sing around the house nonstop because I'm with someone in this home with me, Sage, who has really created a safe space for me to be heard in my voice, which was always my biggest fear. But the second one is a direct reminder 
of all the times I gave my power into someone else's hands and said, you decide for me. I don't care what's authentic to me. I'm going to show up how you want me to show up so I can feel loved and validated and accepted. And here's the story. So I was on my dad's insurance and it was really, really good insurance. And I was about to turn whatever age you turn when you get off the insurance, 23, 24, something like that. And um, I was living with my partner and I was like, okay, I need to go get a dentist checkup. I need to go get this checkup. My insurance is going to run out and I hadn't been in a while. So I went to this hole in the wall dentist that he recommended, like Tijuana style in Temecula, California which that's a nice place, right? But this wasn't, it was like in a strip mall, super shitty. Anyways, I went in and I my vibes instantly were like this, no. But I really learned to not listen to my body. All growing up, do not listen to your body. As soon as I had a symptom, I'd have a pill for it, anything not to feel. And I developed, I was diagnosed with endometriosis, ulcerative colitis, IBS, so many different ailments that they began to not understand what was happening with my body and they would do experimental treatments on me where they would go into my esophagus with computers and machines and pin these little monitors to the inside of my esophagus lining and I would have to wear a walkie-talkie looking thing on my belt and every time I'd have acid reflux or something I'd have to push it and I'd have stomach attacks all the time, like excruciating pain, screaming, crying. And I've known since later on my path, on my journey, and I've healed all those ailments in me, what was actually occurring. I wasn't listening to my body. I was shoving down really deep stuff. And we can go into maybe some of those later in the podcast, but in a different podcast, but not now. Back to the story of I walked in, my body was like, fuck no. But when have I ever listened to my body before? <laughs> I was very good at like, oh, there's a whisper. Okay. On to this other networking system that I created to rest upon and to operate as my truth. So again, the insurance was really good. It covered like a couple thousand dollars worth of dental work. And this doctor was, or probably even more, whatever it was to like cover all of this. So the doctor said, the dentist said, you have like 30 cavities. Like, what? 30 cavities? I know my teeth aren't the best. They, my, it's in my family, and that's a key sign of something deeper, right? Yeah, it's, nothing's just genetic by chance. There's something deep in the bloodline, the family line. And I've purged some shit through my bloodline. You're welcome, family. You're welcome, mom. You're welcome, future children. I fucking purged some demons on our behalf. You're welcome. <laughs> Here I am, the rescuer to the victim, my favorite thing. Just kidding. So... 30-something cavities. I'm like, this is absolutely insane. So I went home. I chose not to have any work. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And my partner, he was like, you have to do this. You have to do this. Like, looking back now, I just, I have a photographic memory, so I can remember any time and, like, replay it and refeel exactly how I felt, all of the things if I sit with it. And I've replayed the, these moments and just, like, whoa, understanding my body now and actually listening and hearing and feeling, it's like, wow, I could feel the sensation of my partner getting mad and disappointed in me that I wasn't going to do it. And I wanted to feel connected and loved. Like, that's how I maintained our relationship. So I said I would do it. He's like, of course you have to do it. Like, just do it. Like, you, the insurance is going to run out. You're going to have to do it later on the line. Catch it now while they're not too bad. So I made an appointment for the next day. 
going to the dentist. They freaking like, they're not even supposed to do your whole mouth. It's illegal. I've found out since, but they numb me down, numb me the fuck up. And they did the whole bottom of my mouth, both sides of my jaw. Okay. All the left side, all of the right side, filling these cavities, drilling my mouth. I'm ignoring my body. And when they're complete, and I got up out of the chair and looked in the mirror, I started fucking bawling because they put metal in my mouth. They put metal in my mouth. Uh, why do I act surprised? I didn't fucking ask them what they were putting in my mouth. I didn't ask if it was whatever the white stuff is. I didn't even ask what substance are you fucking drilling my teeth with and filling it with. I didn't ask. I didn't care what they were putting into my body. That's how disconnected I was from myself. And I looked in the mirror and I opened my mouth and almost every tooth in the bottom of my fucking mouth is covered in this mercury whatever substance that makes up the fillings. And they're like, it's fine, it's fine. It's, it's, a, it's false, it's a lie, it's not bad. Da, 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 da. And I went home and my partner was just like, it's fine, it's fine. Like, this is fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, oh my God, this is not fine. This isn't fine. But I had to live with it and shove that down because now what? There's metal in my mouth and here I am seven years later and I'm just now starting the process of getting it all removed. Now I have to go through this and carefully find someone who's qualified enough to get all of this metal out of my mouth because it's a very tedious process because of all the particles that can go into your bloodstream and I'm very sensitive. I'm so fucking sensitive. I can smell someone fucking like 10 houses down. Okay, that's a bit dramatic, but like five houses down, I can smell the fucking fake chemicals that you have on your body and it makes me want to vomit. Oh my God, I can sense your, like the, the amount of sensitivity to my body that I'm, obviously it's clear my whole life and how it showed up in the ailments. But I finally get it. The degree that I sense and feel and experience. <gasps> So now I have to get this taken out and go through the detoxing process of that. My whole bottom mouth. So if you see me, people have commented on, your jaw looks a little tense. Yeah, no shit, my jaw's tense because I trained my mouth the last seven years to move in such a way that when I express, because I'm very emotive, that you can't see the metal that's lining all, like almost every single one of my bottom teeth. Not all of them, like two thirds, but two fucking thirds. That's a daily reminder of how I gave my power away on a silver platter. You tell me what to do. You tell me who to be. That's what society does to all of us, right? Cake your face with makeup. Cake your fucking face. I'm just doing it because it makes me feel good. Yeah, it wouldn't make you feel good if it wasn't programmed into you to make you believe that you look better and generate those dopamine feelings when you see yourself with that on your face. Like, you want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this? All right, it's authentic for you. Okay, whatever you need to believe. And there's like, I can let all that shit go because I'm really moving out of needing to fucking tell anyone shit unless you're my client and we enter into that agreement. You know that this whole energy field is coming at you to partner with you in remembering. In love. 
See, some people hear me like that. That's not very loving. That's not very da 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 da. You know what? You have a skewed version of what love is. What is love? Is it sugar fairy sprinkles? Sprinkle, sprinkle. Ooh, that feels good. That's love. No, it's full spectrum. Full spectrum is what love is. I will meet you in your depths and I'll hold your hair while you vomit out the ways that you've been lying to yourself. And I will point them out if you ask me because you're hiding. I will meet you in the depths of your truth and I will reflect back exactly what's sitting there if you're ready to listen. I will walk through the fire hand in hand facing anything that arises within. And let me tell you, those spaces are not sugar freaking fairy sprinkles. And I don't know why I go to sugar. What are even sugar fairy, fairy sprinkles? But that's what it makes me think. That's love. I'll change your purge bucket. I'll wash your feet. I'll clean it off your face. I'll look at you in the eyes with the biggest grin holding you in the totality of expression. Loving awareness. The pure acceptance of all of you. All of you. So cheers to coming back home. I know this podcast was fierce today. And that's okay. I'm letting myself express how she wants to express. Feels like this energy needs to really move through and be heard in the other ways that I've still been hiding. Man, I still even see it. Like, I don't like to hug a lot of people. I just, come on, like... I know we're a world of huggers and I, that's all I used to do. I'd see someone, I'd hug him before I even asked their field permission. Ani, if you're listening, you know me, you pointed the shit out. I used to, do you know, I used to like merge fields with every person I met. I didn't know what I was doing. Everyone loved me. Everyone loved me. So magnetic to every person. Why? Because I'd see them and every part of me would be all up in every part of them energetically. And I had no idea. The first word Ani is like, you need to learn boundaries. I'm like, boundaries? What the fuck does that mean? Boundaries. Okay. We're all one. And then I'm like, oh, sovereignty within unity. Boundaries. Honoring my space. Honoring someone else's space. Holding the space. Oh. I'm so grateful to experience the extremes. I went to the extreme of please own me and tell me what to do because I can't make decisions on my own. I feel like I don't know who I am and I need you to tell me. To fucking A, I will never again live a life that's not 100% authentic to my soul. Go from so mergy, I'm all up in your space to like I'm an epic space holder and I can read all the energetics that are in the field. And I can, it's just like, I'm so grateful to go through one polarity of the extreme to the other so I can be this embodiment for whatever's wanted and needed. And sometimes it is fierce. I have a client right now where some fierce shit just came through to him. It needed to be heard fiercely. And it, you know, like how the energy is now in the space is not as receptive and open. And I'm just getting more and more clear on how I need to set my boundaries and set people up for like, this isn't sprinkle fairy sugar. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So the hug thing, I just wanted to say, you know, there's a lot of huggers around me and it's fine. You know, it's like I used to be a big hugger too. And now it's like, if someone just comes and hugs me, 
and they're wearing some type of chemical or perfume or fake fragrance, then it gets on my shirt and it literally just lives on me. I really started carrying around a sh an extra shirt with me just in case I need to change it because that's all I can smell for hours and hours after is the scent on my shirt. And I would have liked to say no, but, you know, sometimes I feel bad and I'm just like, okay, let's hug. I'll deal with it. I'm learning. I'm learning to say no. I've been just putting my hands together and bowing. You know, I watched this sad guru talk about how the elders in India a lot of the times will not hug people because we're just merging our DNA. If we want to own our own space and hold our own space, it's like, rub your DNA all over me. Hug me, hug me. We love hugs, but it was also this transmission about like, anyways, that's not the, I'm not going to go there. So let me be an example. If any part of you is hiding in fear, is showing up so you can feel validated and safe by another, reflecting back acceptance to you. Fucking A, man. Come on home. Come on home to the parts of you that are asking to be heard, to be seen, to be witnessed. It's okay if it's scary. It's, I, it, there's no way it wouldn't be. <laughs> Change is scary. The unknown is scary. Because parts of us die in the process and we're trying to self-preserve. That's what the ego is. It just wants to protect us and keep us safe. Like, sweet, sweet ego. <laughs> Don't do that. That's scary. You might get judged. Don't do that. That might, quote unquote, hurt. <sighs> I'm just getting present too. I've used words throughout this podcast like easy and hard. And let's just bring in, remember, it's just sensation. Less sensation, more sensation. Sensation that's more, quote unquote, bearable. Sensation that we're, quote unquote, afraid to sit with. We all incarnated here for a specific reason. Life is so insanely epic when it can birth through us the way that it desires beyond our limited thinking because that's really like I'm seeing the majority of it is just set up to preserve some parts of our ego and to make us feel safe. That's why we live in these fucking boxes. We don't touch the earth with our feet. We don't know where our food comes from. We have no idea where our dollar goes. We don't give a shit. All we do is point the finger out and make other people wrong without looking at the oh, our own fucking garden that we're tending to. I have a garden. I don't have a garden. Exactly my point. Thank you for being with all parts of me on this podcast. You're going to get grounded and sweet. You're going to get fiery, dragony. You're going to get who knows what because I allow the multidimensional aspects of my being to come through. I hope you got something from this. My prayer is just that we remember who the fuck we are, that we are powerful beyond belief, that we can create any life we want, that it's just sensation and we can hold ourselves as we walk through the sensation. And that when we leave a timeline, it sets everyone else up for a new timeline. When I left my first life in Ohio, I'm like, I can't leave this restaurant. I do everything here. I'm the manager, head waitress. People wait forever to see me. Fucking hiring, firing, payroll. I can't leave this place. What would they do without me? They literally closed. You know how a lot of us think that something can't go on without us, but they do? They literally closed down. <laughs> but then everyone got to go out and do the next part of their journey. 
can you imagine if I would have like ignored my soul and white knuckled rocks to like be like, no, I got to stay. I got to stay. I got to stay. I got to stay. I got to stay because I don't know how I'm going to make money and I don't know where I'm going to go. You know what? I moved and had no idea how I was going to make money. I had no idea how I was going to do life. And I followed the calling of my soul to start making candles. I'm going to make a candle. I'm going to make a candle. I was the, here's what some people are hard to believe, but I have vouchers and I have a certificate about it. I was the first person to make a crystal candle, people, eight years ago. The first Etsy seller to make a crystal candle. Now you search crystal candles and there are thousands and thousands and they're in every store, they're everywhere. I remember it was so hard for me because so many people started copying and I was freaking out and I'm like, they're copying me, but it was a genius idea. Literally the first one. And I have acknowledgments and recognitions for it. Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> My previous partner tells people that all the time, you know, because he supported me in that, like making it. And it became so insanely successful that I couldn't even keep up with my orders. <laughs> it was like I'd wake up at like 7 a.m. and I'd go into like 2 a.m. Nonstop, day in, day out. I would have, ne I never even knew how to make a fucking candle. We never know what's ahead of the road. We just had to be willing to follow our soul. My soul was like, come on to California. I'm like, no, my life, my life. I know, I know it's not fulfilling me, but God, I can't. What am I going to do? That's a voice that you hold in love and surrender to God, to unity, to your higher self. Hold it and continue to move forward anyways, because what awaits you is beyond your wildest dreams fulfillment beyond what you could ever know more life force energy moving through your body because you've unhinged and let go of all the resistance to the flow of life know ourselves all these stories i told you today were me not knowing myself which is why i created experiences to like help me not have to look inside <laughs> if you know that your life is calling you to be a housewife to tend to the home and your children. That is epic. Own that shit. Do you know how many people I have come to me be like, I just feel like I'm meant to be more. What is more? What is this illusionary more? Somewhere along the lines we were programmed into like, I'm making myself seen, I'm leading retreats, I'm out there doing this and that's more. That's not more. You're tending to a house. You're fucking tending to a house and to yourself and to your partner and to your children. Oh, swoon. Own that shit. Own it. And if you need to get out more, create a life where you get out more. It doesn't have to be your every waking moment. Get a sitter. Go do you. I can't because I did it. Quit. You're creating your life with your I can'ts. You can create whatever the fuck you want. But don't allow social media bullshit to reflect back any... Actually, it's a great mirror. Do you know how many other people that I have come into my field in my life that look on social media perfect? They're living the perfect life. <laughs> There's that fucking word again. Doesn't mean shit. They're living this life that everyone's like, oh my God, look at them. They're so happy and free and they're miserable inside. We have no idea. We just think that we know. And then we project the things that we feel we're lacking within on someone outside of us. But own it. 
I, I really love to do this, but I feel like I should be doing more. Why? Because you see other people doing things that you label as more. It's not more. Maybe it's just a distraction. <laughs> Someone out there traveling around the world nonstop maybe is distracting them from sitting down and getting serious with themselves. You don't know. Just do you, boo. Worry about you. What's authentic for you? Find that. Set your soul free. And if you're free, thank you. I'm becoming more and more free every day. I'll like retrap myself, free myself. And, and it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong dance. Just more and more expansive. Like I said about the hug thing. There's little things all the time. I want to say no to something. I'm like, oh God, I feel like I have to say yes because of blah, blah, blah. God, what would happen if I was 100% authentic in every moment and I just said no to be, say no? A lot. And I would make up lies. I had little white lies. Hey, are you free tonight? No, I'm really busy, but soon. I'd love to soon. Hey, I'd love to hang out with you. I'd love to hang out with you too soon. None of that was ever authentic to me. I just don't feel like I want to spend my energy with this person. It's nothing about her. She's amazing. But I don't want to spend my time and energy with this person. And I, for so long, I've made myself wrong about that. Like, you should give yourself to whoever, da-da-da, <laughs> no. So I'm becoming more authentic consistently over and over. So I let myself say most recently, it's not in alignment for me. Hey, would you like to hang out tonight? Hey, I, it's not really in alignment for me right now. Just left it at that. If you've worked with me, you've probably heard me say about the boundaries. Some of us went through the boundaries course together. How, what if we could get to the point where we just said no and we didn't need to explain why? Our no was just our no. Hey, do you want to do this? No. But we have to explain because we want them to understand so we still feel like they like us. No, but I really want to and I really like you and I love you, but I'm just really busy. What if we're just like, no. No, I'm not going to go. Hey, you want to come over? No. <laughs> oh, God, it's scary for me even doing a, like a, an example of it. Want to come over to my house for dinner? No. Thanks for the offer. <laughs> Instantly what comes up is, oh my God, I probably hurt their feelings and they're going to... What a beautiful dance of life. Remembering, forgetting, coming home deeper and deeper along the way. <laughs> All right. <sighs> what did we even talk about today? What am I even going to title this podcast? Freaking dental procedures. Maybe that will be it. May my embodiment be a reminder, if not to anyone else and to myself, for all the ways that I'm afraid to say no to someone because I don't want to hurt their feelings. <sighs> the all the way I want to people please because I grew up people pleasing. May I come home to the deepest, most authentic parts of myself so I can finally taste life in the fullest expression. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the dragon can be tamed now. She let herself speak. Come back in the body, sweet one. Rest in the energy that's holding you. Thank you.
<laughs> Till next time.